In this show, my guest is Vitality's Andy Philo. We chat about how Vitality develops serious illness cover, and we look at how they're encouraging people to understand and improve their health. Welcome to episode 122 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This is the podcast for ideas and inspiration on marketing your business and growing your business and for discussing topics on all things finance. And now here's your host, Roger Edwards. Hi, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the show. I really appreciate you taking the time to plug me and my guests into your earphones. I'm about to start a series of speeches up and down the country at various upcoming business expos. I'll be talking about how companies can put together a simple marketing strategy to focus on growth rather than get bogged down in complexity and bloat. And my speaking gigs in the first half of the year culminate in my session at Content Marketing Academy Live in June in Edinburgh. Last year's Content Marketing Academy Live was the best marketing conference I've ever been to, and I'm delighted to be going back this year as a speaker and an attendee. If you can get to Edinburgh on the 8th and 9th of June, it's really well worth attending. This week, it's a financial services focus on protection, so let's meet my guest, Andy Philo. We chat about the development of serious illness cover as an alternative to critical illness cover, how Vitality created a new marketing approach to insurance using sausage dogs, Olympic athletes, brand discounts and rewards, what they're doing to encourage people to understand and improve their health, and offering value for money for people with diabetes and high body mass indexes. Andy is the Director of IFA Distribution at Vitality. He's a passionate advocate of meeting the protection needs of customers and encouraging advisors to make protection a priority. A dad of two, he's also a Spurs supporter. You'll see him out and about throughout the UK hosting Vitality's many advisor roadshow events. So let's get into that interview with Andy right here on the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Andy Philo, welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Hi, Roger. How are you? I'm very well, Andy. Thanks very much for coming on the show. Where are we Skyping each other from? Of course, I'm in Edinburgh, as usual. Yeah, and I'm in London. I'm right in the city um, in Gracechurch Street. Andy, you are working for Vitality. Uh, Vitality, a very successful and forward-thinking protection company. Lots of really interesting product ideas, some great marketing, and a real focus on health benefits for clients and customers. So I want to really have a look at what you've been doing, the products you've been developing and the um, success you've been having and, and some of the, the roadshows that you've been um, conducting recently. But before we get into that, Andy, give the listeners of the podcast a little bit of background about yourself, where you've come from, how your career's developed, and basically what makes Andy Philo tick? Okay, sure. Well, I'm uh, currently director of IFA Distribution for Vitality, which means that I'm responsible for all intermediated distribution. So IFA, uh, restricted, single tie, um, sales for Vitality. I've been with the company pretty much since it launched. So I've been around uh, with Vitality for eight years. Um, originally joined the company uh, as responsible for the network and strategic partnership relationships and also the key account management team. Prior to joining Vitality, I was with Legal and General for 19 years, mm-hmm. various roles, management roles, 
uh, sales management, recruitment, um, ended up lastly on the bank assurer side. And prior to that, back in the distant past, started in, in the industry in 1987 as a, as a financial advisor. So I'm really, really passionate about the role of the financial advisor uh, in today's uh, financial services world. And you know, I feel that the advisor has a, a moral and a professional responsibility to provide appropriate cover. And and me and the team are very much about trying to provide the uh, distribution or the intermediary rather with um, you know appropriate products to, to meet their clients' needs. Yeah, and of course, what sets vitality apart on the protection side is something which you call serious illness cover. And of course, that's quite a lot different to traditional critical illness products, isn't it? Can you give me a little bit of background for those people who are listening who maybe don't know the difference between serious illness cover and critical illness cover? Yeah, well, medical advances, we're seeing those those happen now, mean that many conditions are effectively being diagnosed at at an earlier stage now, which which is fantastic, and they're not actually progressing to to a critical level. Um, but what's actually happening in these sort of lower severity conditions will still have a, an impact on on a customer's life. So you may not get a payout from a traditional product, where our serious illness cover, which is severity based, means that there's more chance that you'll get a payout earlier um, at an earlier stage of diagnosis or, or, or the condition deteriorating. Ultimately, we believe a severity based approach is uh, better aligns to the customer need. And it's very much a familiar concept to a consumer. I mean, many of us will have car insurance or uh, buildings insurance, and that's very much a, a severity a severity based approach. So if somebody has a car accident, somebody goes in the back of the car, they get a new bumper, they don't get a brand new car. And, and our approach to severity at serious illness cover level is very much the same. Yeah, I, I guess that, that's quite an interesting way of thinking about it, isn't it? Because the traditional critical illness product, which has been around since about 1986, you just tend to get the full payment. So if your sum insured is £100,000, if you get a heart attack then you get the £100,000. But what you're doing is you're saying there are various degrees of severity of heart conditions. And so it might be that if you have a minor condition, you might get 10,000 or 20,000. Or if you get a condition which is as serious as the one offered on a critical illness product, then you would get the 100,000. But what you're offering people is different levels of severity and different payouts that align to those levels of severity. Absolutely. And we also cover more conditions than a traditional critical illness policy. So Mm. traditional critical illness policy will have some in the region around about 45 conditions. Um, We cover up to 174 and 79 of those are unique to us. Mm -hmm. So on Mm -hmm. 79 unique conditions, um, you can only get a payout from from vitality. So it is it is different. There's certainly a place for critical illness, but uh, cover. But certainly, we think serious illness cover is is more intuitive. It's more relevant to today's society. And I guess there are some people out there who say, crikey, so you're covering at least 140-odd conditions, and then there's all these different levels of severity. I imagine some people probably throw objections at you and say, come on, guys, this is a bit too complicated, isn't it? That, that is something that, that, that we've heard, and you know, we prefer to use the term comprehensive. Mm. Um, it's certainly different, and we do have the, the largest field-based uh, sales force around 200 business consultants to help advisors navigate the way through the through the product but it's very much their job to take the advisor the intermediary through that process of explaining that particular product for me it's not about having the simple cheap product it's about having the most appropriate product Mm. and i think that's the that's the gap that we're trying to trying to, to 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 plug i guess um we've also created some customer videos 
and uh, a simple conditions cover tool, which you can find on our website to help simplify the proposition. Yeah, I think I think the, the example of the car and the example of home insurance, perhaps, is probably the one that I would focus on in my head, because I don't think any consumer would expect if they take out home insurance, if you know, they break a window, they're going to expect to have their entire house re- replaced. They're only going to have yeah. their entire house replaced if it burns to the ground or something like that. And effectively, that's what your product is doing. It is covering people to the level of severity that they need, depending upon what it is that happens to them. Yeah. I mean, our customer research tells us that that, that clients can relate to this type of cover, the severity-based approach. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our objection um, tends to be mainly from advisors. And again, that's where you know we're trying to use um, media such as this, this today and, and, and the various other tools that we provide through our technical marketing team to help simplify and uh, explain to advisors and the consumer just how our product structures work. Yeah, and I and I guess that the insurance industry as a whole, there is a perception amongst the public that we don't pay claims. And you and I know that that's not actually justified these days because the industry has been doing a fabulous amount of work over the last decade to increase the number of claims that are paid. And, and you know, the, the figure is in the very high 90%. Sadly, of course, the, the public still feel that, uh, or the perception is that the, the figure's a lot lower. Do you find that there's ever an issue with the fact that because it's a severity-based product, people can see that the amount paid out is less than 100%, which, of course, you would you would see on the full critical illness. Or do the communications vehicles like this and the videos and the, and the training that you do effectively cover that over? Well, we've adapted our product um, offering through feedback from the advisor community. And the fact that you know the accusation is that we don't pay out 100% in all cases means that we have adapted our product so that we do have products that pay out 100% in all cases and with our booster product. Mm-hmm. So if that's what a client and, and a, an advisor wants to, to offer, then we certainly have that, that offering there. I think the it, you're right in terms of the, the claims paying levels now are completely different to what's the expectation in terms of from a client. I mean, if you look at our serious illness cover claims, we've been paying claims around about 95% of all claims coming through yeah. against a market average on critical illness of about 93%. But I think it's also about the likelihood of getting a payout. So if you take our our product, our serious illness cover product, we cover all heart attacks, all strokes and more cancers than any other insurer. Mm -hmm. So through um, independent research through uh, our reinsurers, they determine that you are 87% more likely to get a cancer payout from Vitality than any other insurer Mm -hmm. and 34% more likely to get a heart attack payout from Vitality than any other insurer and 25% more likely to get a payout from Vitality for a stroke uh, claim. So as as much as it is about meeting the, the claim um, at that stage, it's more about the likelihood of actually making a claim. So we want to be there. We'll absolutely be there to meet the claims for the clients and for the advisors. But the incidence of that claim happening, you're more likely to get a payout from, from Vitality than a traditional insurer under our severity-based serious illness cover. Yeah, I guess the, I guess the challenge for everyone, not just Vitality, it's a, it's a challenge for the industry, is to make sure that these really good statistics don't just stay within the industry and don't don't just stay within the advisor community. We want the public to know that these figures are really high and that these payouts are happening. And I guess that's the challenge that we face is to make that communication get out to a wider audience. Of course, I can remember, Andy, when I was when I was working for big corporate, when I was at Royal London, Bright Grey, Scottish Providence and everything, I think one of the first reactions that we had or they had to y- yourselves coming out with this different concept 
is that, oh, how can we knock this new concept? How can we find a way to justify why the traditional critical illness is is better than the uh, than the new kid on the block, as it were? And, and I guess that's the sort of thing that always happens when new products come along. But of course, many years have gone by now and, and serious illness cover has become established as you know a, a different form of cover and it's as acceptable and it's as um, successful as the original incumbent have you found that competitors have now moved on for that let's try and find the the supposed weaknesses of serious illness and are they actually now starting to develop their own versions and trying to emula- emulate your success yeah i, I, I certainly uh, recognize that challenge from uh, from the competition over the last eight years roger certainly um, but we have seen many competitors now following our lead by introducing more and more partial payments. Um, Dr. Marius Barnard, who started Dread Disease back in South Africa, he, he, he commented that one of his failings, that might be too strong a word, was that he didn't make the payment of critical illness based on severity. Mm-hmm. Um, so us starting that approach in the UK and, and getting to the sort of level of market share that we have now has seen some of our competitors react and 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 go some way to copying that. Um, none have actually gone as far as introducing a full severity approach. I do think it's the, the time will come where, where others get to that. But what we have found are competitors bringing out certain elements of complex of, of um, severity under their under their product set. So I think this makes it more complex because they're only paying out severity on certain conditions, and in fact the level of payout is often unrelated to the original sum assured mm-hmm. so often an advisor will, pro- will provide a level of cover or a level of sum assured for a particular reason to meet a certain particular need in the event of death or disability with the competitor um, severity um, uh, based elements of their proposition it's only limited to a few definitions a few illnesses rather than the um, complete breadth that, that we have and as i say making the payouts limited to uh, or unrelated to the sum assured that was chosen at outset by the by the client and the advisor. Yeah, it's, I've never really thought of it like that. I guess that in my head, I'd had this vision of the serious illness product being in one corner and the traditional critical illness product being in another. And what I was thinking was that everybody else is gradually making the move towards the serious illness model by introducing these partial payments but actually what you're saying that's not really what's happening they're they're introducing a different form of partial payment that isn't really related to the level of severity or it might not be the same model of severity that you've used so so actually we 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 have got still two completely different approaches yeah that's right i guess one of the things that i've always um been concerned about as a consultant to the industry and when I was in when I was working for big corporate was this whole issue of complexity and whether whether we whether we admit it or not these are complicated products but I think we are as an industry doing a lot to make sure that we can explain them well to consumers and I think that the communications um efforts of vitality and everybody else is 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 heading in the right direction and we're seeing some really good marketing efforts going on there and talking about marketing andy um a lot of what vitality are up to at the moment i like i love the jessica ennis stuff the sausage dog always makes me laugh i was i was in the tube (laughs) down yesterday in in london and i always have a grin on my face when i see the sausage dog and the the discounts on british airways and that sort of thing so how how do you measure success for 
for the serious illness product and and how effective have have your marketing marketing efforts been they certainly stand out don't they yeah i mean we're spending you know um, uh, an incredible amount of money on making sure that the brand is familiar to the consumer and we very much hope that there's a halo effect for the advisors and the intermediaries um, out there so we very much hope that underpins the the advice that the, that the advisors are giving um, across the UK and ultimately and you probably won't be surprised by my answer here as a sales director for Vitality it's absolutely sales that are, that are <laughs> the most important measure of, of, of success and you know we're uh, I hope this doesn't come across as, as, as arrogant or, or complacent but since our launch back in uh, 1987 um, we've uh, now based on ABI stats so independent stats uh, become the third largest provider of protection products to the intermediary sector. Um, and in terms of market share, that means around about 13% market share. And that's built on solid foundations. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not an organization that's come into the market, dropped out, and then come back in again in terms of pricing. We tend to have a consistent approach to pricing and servicing. But over a little over about eight or nine year period to, to be the number three provider in that sector, I think has been a, has been a phenomenal achievement. But um, secondly, probably industry recognition. I mean, everyone likes to get plaudits and, and awards and, you know, our serious illness cover in particular has been recognized by um, the health insurance awards as the best uh, critical illness stroke serious illness product for seven years in a row. And the key thing for me about that is two, two things really is number one, it was originally called the best critical illness product has now been renamed the best critical illness stroke serious illness cover product which is fantastic but probably even more importantly is that this is one of the few awards that's voted for by advisors so that means even more to us than you know other awards we, we gratefully accept any but if we're getting awards from the individuals that promote and, uh, and advise on our products or sell our products, then that means just so much more. <laughs> I, lo- I love that, actually, the fact that they've had to change the name of the award um, to reflect the fact that you've won it so often. I think that is a, a massive statement of um, how successful it's been. And, and Andy, do you find, I mean, I'm a big marketing fan, always been a marketing person throughout my career. And again, I love the the sausage dog and the, um, and the, the lifestyle elements that you build into your products you're encouraging people to stay healthy you're encouraging people to exercise and to eat well do you find from a sales point of view you you mentioned the um, 200 consultants out on the road etc do you find that those marketing efforts and the health orientation really helps them put the messages across with financial advisors yeah absolutely it's their role to really understand the advisors or the intermediaries business you know in detail we want to understand what their drivers are what their model is what markets they're in what markets they want to get into um, and the job of the of the business consultant teams is to promote suitable product solutions so the advisors um, are fully aware of what options we have under our plan so if a client comes in and it would be most suitable that they have a vitality product, then the advisors are skilled and um, and, and have the, the, the product and technical knowledge that they need to be able to give suitable advice. They're also there to develop business as well and look for new areas and opportunities. So moving to different sectors, whether that be into income protection, business protection, health, lifestyle cover, that sort of thing. We actually really try to make sure that the guys are, are skilled in the product knowledge and the positioning mm-hmm. to make um, a, a more successful business relationship um, with the advisors. Yeah, and you've been doing a series of launches recently, haven't you? I mean, Vitality are always doing launches. From As an outside observer, you, you're doing stuff at least twice a year. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. We've been on the road for the last 
10 days or so so at least once or twice a year we'll we'll go out and meet the intermediaries across the uk we've just completed a series of eight events up and down the country so we've been london manchester birmingham leeds scotland wales northern ireland and southampton mm-hmm. And um, we probably presented our new products offering to around about 2,000 advisors. And it's our, ex- our estimate that we've probably spoken to around about 10% of the intermediary uh, population in the UK, which, which has been phenomenal. And, and the feedback we've received in terms of the new product sets has, has been really, really fantastic. And the new product set is, is it the Wellness Optimizer? So, yeah, we've just launched Wellness Optimizer, which is really the next evolution from the successful Vitality Optimizer product that we launched back in 2013. And effectively, Vitality Optimizer gave an immediate premium discount to a client, which they were able to lock in or even reduce further, depends on their engagement. But there was no compulsion to engage in the, in the Vitality program. Clearly, we try to encourage and reward people for doing so. But that was the success of Vitality Optimizer, and that counts around about 60% of our business. So it's really been a very much a mainstay and almost a flagship product for us. And Wellness Optimizer, which we've just launched now through the roadshows across the UK, is the next evolution from that. Right. So what we're actually doing is now giving an even deeper discount to a client depending on their age and the term of the policy, but they can get up to a 60% discount on the whole of life product and a 40% discount on the term assurance product. Effectively, what we're then doing is asking people and encouraging people to take a health check every two years at a discounted rate. So already we provide medical screening at 50% um, uh, premium, uh, 50% deduction in cost for doing that. But we're now actually offering a health check every two years for just £10 now mm-hmm. and asking clients to check a number of key metrics in terms of BMI, their blood level, uh, their blood sugar, their hypertension, so blood pressure, and then a cholesterol reading. Mm-hmm. And we'll take those four readings and those will be sent back to us. And that will affect how the premium um, is, is, is managed over the next next year. Now, effectively, it is possible to lock that premium in at the level that it was originally. So as I say, on the whole of life product, you can get up to a 60% discount on that premium. So you're able to lock that in or even take it lower through more active engagement and monitoring of your health. So we're now making the premium changes based on the health check being in range. So we're asking people to take a more participative approach to looking after their health and managing their health. And do you find that people are really into this or are the some people are thinking it's a bit too intrusive and I don't really want an insurance company telling me what I should do. Now, first of all, we don't, we're certainly not telling people that they need to do this. We're encouraging people to do it. And mm-hmm. I think as you get older, and I can speak for myself, as you get older, these things do become more routine. And mm-hmm. to use a quite a basic sort of an analogy with a, with a car, you know, once it's over three years, you, 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 you have to comply and get a, um, an MOT done, yeah. this is really no different on your own physical body. So what we are finding is more and more people um, are taking a, a keener, a active interest in looking after their health. These are four simple metrics that your doctor can do. So we're making these available through um, Lloyd's Pharmacy Network, who we have a partnership with, but equally you, the client can go to their own GP, their own doctor, get those readings and then send them back to us. Absolutely no compulsion at all. But what we are finding is that people, once they go for these health checks, if they see something's out of range, they do tend to do something about it. So the doctor will pre- prescribe a, uh, a medicine 
to try to correct maybe something like blood pressure, hypertension or, or cholesterol, for example. Mm-hmm. And people do actually take an active interest in that. We are finding that people, well, certainly with Vitality Optimizer, have been attracted by the, the, the immediate discounts that they get on that policy. Um, and we expect that to be further enhanced with the with the with the introduction of wellness optimizer. We've got lots of examples of where over a long period of time with the immediate discounts that people are getting, it could be up to something in the region of about 17 years before they actually start paying more cumulatively under this plan than actually if they had a standard premium from outset. But obviously what we try to do is encourage um, advisors and clients to take an active approach in their health and try to manage those premiums to the point where in fact that they're not actually paying any more over the whole term of a policy than they would have done if it's a standard premium. Again, another perception that the public have in addition to the, the aforementioned claims stats that we mentioned earlier is the fact that they think that protection insurance is very expensive. So I think this approach that you're taking where there is you know, quite a significant discount available through the Wellness Optimizer. And again, that's going to help you overcome and help the customer overcome that perception that they have that this sort of stuff is expensive. So, Roger, you're right in terms of making cover more accessible um, for people in terms of price. And we've actually taken that uh, even a stage further with with two elements of, of society that, that are very, very prevalent and and areas where historically it's been very, very difficult for people to get cover. Uh, the first would be in the um, in the diabetes sector. So um, diabetes uh, is a very debilitating disease, as I'm sure you, you, many people will be aware. And it's it's indiscriminate, a slight bias towards males. Fifty six percent of the adult population um, with diabetes will be male. Uh, the balance 44 will be female. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's on the increase. Um, just today, there's about 3.2 million people suffering with diabetes. And we expect um, predictions are that by 2035, that would have doubled to over 6, 6 million people. Mm-hmm. Um, 90% of those with diabetes have what's known as type 2 diabetes, which is typically lifestyle related. So that means um, that it's very difficult uh, historically for people with diabetes and particularly type 2 diabetes to get cover from insurers. Or if they did, it was a very high premium um, attracted to that. So what we've done at Vitality is we've launched, um, in conjunction with our Wellness Optimizer product, um, the the diabetes cover. So effectively what happens now is if a client applies for Wellness Optimizer – and they have type 2 diabetes, then we will, uh, if we accept the, the risk on the, on the cover, we'll give an even bigger discount than we do under our wellness optimizers. So if a client has diabetes, they can get up to 65% uh, discount off that starting premium. And that includes any loading as well. Mm-hmm. So 65% off of the starting premium for whole of life cover and up to 45% off of the term cover. So that's another 5% uplift. Um if somebody's from somebody's suffering from diabetes Mm -hmm. and they would have to go through the normal checks that that I referred to earlier on in terms of um, BMI, blood pressure, cholesterol and sugar levels. But in addition to that, for those with diabetes, we ask them to complete a HbA1c test, which is a test that will be familiar to those suffering with diabetes. This is a regular test. Mm-hmm. So we'll take that test in, in, in association with the others. But it does mean that this is an area of, of, of cover that we can available and accessible to more people than we have done before. We're also offering, <coughs> excuse me, also offering the same sort of level of discounts for those with high BMI. So again, we're trying to encourage individuals to take more control and responsibility for 
their health. So for those with with particularly high uh, BMI, historically it may have been difficult or very expensive for them to get cover. We are now giving up to a 65% or 45%, depending on whether it's whole of life or term products, a discount to those clients with high BMI. So so you're doing a, a, lots of really interesting things. Serious illness cover has become embedded now. It's become embedded so much that uh, awards are changing their names to accommodate you. The marketing is is successful it's recognizable people can are engaging with it and you're constantly putting new versions of the products out there constantly on the road talking to financial advisors so what's next is there anything next we're always thinking ahead we're also trying to make sure that our cover remains um, relevant and one of the things that's uh, certain that vitality has changed and it's important that we make sure that our products are meeting the needs of both the advisors and the community and and, and the customer not just now, but also also in the future. So we're constantly looking to to, to um, make sure that we're we're, we're doing that. Um, all of our changes will be underpinned by actuarial, behavioural, and, and clinical data. Um, so we're making sure that they are meeting the needs, as I say, um, for for every every consumer. But that also means that it it gives the advisors a reason to contact their their clients again. Mm. Really make them clients and not customers. So to make sure that their that their cover is is relevant. It is most up-to-date in terms of medical uh, improvements and enhancements. And that's going to be very much at the forefront for for us at Vitality. We're absolutely committed to doing that. We will challenge the boundaries. We won't just be a Me Too type insurer or vanilla type insurer. We will really try and change and challenge the boundaries. Um, It's harder to do that. But certainly we do feel that we're we're getting fantastic support from, from the intermediary sector. And so my role is to make sure that we are providing that unparalleled support um, to the, uh, the the community and I'm always interested in hearing feedback on where we're getting things right and equally where things may be not going so well. So Andy, what's the one big thing you want those people who are listening to the podcast today to take away from the experiences you've had working for Vitality on the Serious Illness Cover Plan? Well, I said at the beginning, Roger, that you know I think the financial advisor or the intermediary has a both a moral and a professional responsibility to, to provide the, the most appropriate cover. And, and and I would I would ask sincerely that every advisor um, contacts their business consultant at Vitality to make them aware of the full product range that we offer because I honestly feel that our product range is the most comprehensive and the most appropriate for the modern day consumer. And as I say, I think the advisor has a, a responsibility to ensure that they're fully aware of of our product set in case it, it meets the needs of their of their clients. And what's the best way for those people who want to have a chat to get in touch with you? So if, they, if the advisor doesn't have a, a business consultant um, contacting them at the moment, feel free to contact me. My email address is andy.philo, that's P-H-I-L-O, at vitality.co.uk. Or they can get me on my mobile number, which is 07833-048247. Or alternatively, they can contact me on LinkedIn. And I'd be very happy to introduce them to a, a local business consultant. Fantastic. Andy, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you today about all the interesting things that Vitality do in the protection market, products, marketing, advertising, lifestyle benefits. Thanks for coming on to the show. It's been great to talk to you and no doubt we'll see each other soon at some big industry event in London. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF for links to the topics, apps and books we discussed. 
If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. If you are a business person, financial services professional or journalist and have a marketing or finance story to tell, please get in touch. You could be the next guest on the show. And do remember, nothing we talk about on the show is financial advice of any kind. It's just thoughts and opinions, okay? Okay.